everybody, you're listening to Who Run the World, a podcast about female leadership, and I'm your host, Marilyn. If you've been listening to this season so far, you know that Ray and I have flipped the microphone on ourselves and brought in a bunch of coaches to help us go through the various obstacles, topics, and triggers that have been on our minds. This is the second segment of the sixth part of our journey this season. In the last episode, my amazing co-host Rhea and I spoke to Coach Ayub, with whom we debriefed on our last challenge, given to us by Coach Wersha. Rhea talked about her inability to ask for help and how she's breaking through these walls by asking people to help her with her move to her new apartment because she left me and she ain't coming back unless there's another lockdown, in which case she'll move back in. On my side, I talked about how I'm defining who I want to be as a leader at my new company, Cosmic Centaurs. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, stop right here, go back and check it out before listening to this one. You're about to start where we left off as Coach Ayub is about to take control of this episode and take us on a journey, which I can't even begin to describe. It was another first, not just because Ayub, is our first male guest, but because it was the first time we didn't know what the topic of the episode was going to be. So without further ado, here's the second part of part six of this season of Who Run the World. Happy listening. So yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll let you uh, kind of lead the way. Before we lead the way, I just, uh, just have a question. How is this conversation going? Because you asked me to facilitate in this conversation, be with you. How's that working for you? Do you have feedback for me? In all the other coaching sessions, we really went dig deep in our past and why do we, why are we acting like this? And I think I like this theme of looking at how we're feeling right now, which we don't really, because you remember how you mentioned I closed up last time. And so I think it's very rare that we took, we take moments being like, how do you feel right now? I really like that. What, what do you think? Mahi? Yes. And also I, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking this notion of being in the present um, with with the other sessions. First, we knew what the theme was, so we came prepared. And also Rhea and I had done a lot of talking in the background for the other ones, which we haven't for this one because we didn't know what to talk about. And I think that that actually really helps us to be not formatted. Because usually we'll come with like a lot of good ideas or, or we say, oh, the audience would like to hear this um, because it is, it is us being coached, but it's, we're also always thinking about how does this help others? Because that's the ultimate goal. Otherwise, we'd be paying for you to do this in private, right? It's like the fourth person in the room, right? Yeah, there is a fourth person in the room. For me, at least, like has allowed me to just, like I said, be present feel my emotions not be over prepared for them and i don't get that very often no so. you don't kudos to you ayub thank you i like this I, this emerging theme that is uh, being in the present that's not what i have in mind but it, it must be what i'm paying attention to <laughs> i had another question you you said loud and clear earlier how this is the first time it's a man participating in the how's that playing out for you good <laughs> it's hard for me because you and I have been friends for like I don't know 15 years does that make us sound older than it should and also you and I have had a lot of these conversations because that's just how you are as a friend too um, so I'm just I feel like for me it's I don't know that you're a man I mean because I'm so so I don't know Rhea what is it because you have the distance of I feel I mean 
I don't feel any difference, like in terms of oh, there's a different type of energy, which I think is no. And also, as nice. we joked with Ayub last time, he's very in touch with his feminine That's side. True. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> I try. Do you feel? Uh, How do you like feel? your gender yeah. plays a role in this? Uh, n- no, uh, at least I haven't felt this now. I'm, I was naming it because I wanted to acknowledge it. Um, yeah. So, would you like us to move to a uh, different? Part of the podcast? Yeah. Yes. Um, part two. I heard you say that generally you're prepared because you know the theme. As you pointed out, the, you know, being in the present and then you know, being present and in the present is important for me. So I, there's no preparation that would have been needed. Um, I have <laughs> two ideas. That's so meta of you. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good meta moment. There are two things that I would like to experiment with. I'm going to start with the first one and then see where it takes us. And then if we get to the second, we, we do. If we don't, we don't. And uh, this is uh, inspired a lot by my wife who reminded me of, of a set of trainings and practices that we learned together earlier this year. The methodology is called process work and inner work. And I'm going to just walk you through one of those exercises, see where it takes us. It's mostly about delight, like delighting into some aspects of ourselves. And the experience that I would like us to have is one of slowing down, so trying to slow down as much as we can. How does that sound? Intrigued. Let's do I'm, it. Yeah, let's I, do it. I'm in. So uh, we're going to start with a, with a visualization of sorts. So I'd like you to take a few moments to just think about a crush that you had maybe a long time ago, any experience that you feel was a crush. I, I will not ask you to tell us about the crush or about the person. So this is between you and yourself. Just think about a crush that you had. Bring that experience back to, your, to the fore of your consciousness and start thinking about that person. Just picture them in front of you. And as that person comes, no pun intended, alive in your mind, think about the quality. What's the quality of that person that you love most? So keep that for yourself and then um, hold that quality. Then see where you know what you don't need to tell me but see what is the flavor that it has for you what's the felt sense of it for you what's the what's the color of it for you sorry yes go ahead sorry we're just clarifying because then our audience can can also join do us the in exercise. this exercise but do you mean like a taste is it like a synesthetic exercise like is it about trying to turn this thing into senses is that what you're asking for Probably the opposite of turning it into senses, more of tuning into the sensations that are coming up when you are bringing back this sensation, this quality. So the the crush that person uh, came to your mind in the fore of your consciousness, you're reliving the quality that you love most in this person. Now try to see if you can find this quality inside of you. And if you were to find it inside of you, where is it? Where is it? What does it feel like? Where is it located in your body? What do you associate with it? And now pay attention to this quality and to this set of sensations that you have in your body. 
and just try to amplify them, just to make them as big as possible inside of you. Just try to amplify it, like make it big, big, big. And if you were to represent this quality, this sensation in a gesture, what does this gesture look like? You can do it. So imagine that gesture and then just try to have your body do the moment that is right before this gesture. If you were to make this gesture extremely, extremely, extremely slow, that moment just at the start of it. Just embody it. Take that shape with your body. You're about to go in that gesture. And just good. So stay there. Stay there for a little bit. Stay there and just note what is coming up for you. And note how do you see the word from that gesture, from that posture or position. So how does the word look like when you're embodying that quality that you love? Okay, now you can take a deep breath. And I'd love to hear how was that experience for you? What did you discover? How does the word look like from that quality that you embodied? So I, I said the word courage. Uh, I think it's courage and boldness to be bold. It was funny because right before doing that gesture, which with me, if I want to pinpoint the locations in my body, it was my gut and my shoulders. And it's kind of like just going in and just doing what you, you have set out for you. Um, so, and before doing that, it was like a ma'attara look of just mm -hmm. like kind of recoiling in, in yourself. And when I was in that before stage, the world looked very judgy and about to, to eat me alive. But the second I like got up, it kind of retracted and was a bit more accepting. It's like the parting seas when Moses gets in the sea and like parts the seas. So that was the, the image in my head. Thank you. From that uh, posture of courage, the word was looked more accepting to you. Marilyn? So mine was knowledge. And it started somewhere similar, but more towards like my spine than my gut. It was like the, like the center of gravity of my body, but, but a little bit towards where my back is. And, and then expanded first into my torso and into my arms. And then when Ayub asked us to imagine it now, ex you know, blowing up and getting even bigger. And then it was like everywhere in my body. Funnily enough, I also have a retraction in the moment just before. But it's such a different retraction from yours. It's incredible. And just to, to say about the flavor, because I think that was so important in my imagination. Like the flavor was like a zesty perrier, you know. Mine was like a beautifully roasted dark coffee wow so mine was like bubbly and then as you're drinking it and as the gas is going through your body it feels different and sometimes the lemon is out and sometimes the mineral is out it was just like even drinking it is a discovery journey and then the retraction actually for me was nurturing the image i had in my mind was of um so it's so crazy why it's so vivid, but it was a, a being, which is me, but without my hair, like completely bald and like naked and like an alien adult kind of. Actually, my skin in that metaphor was purple. So my retraction was that there were some kind of energy flows that were just like connecting to my body. And then I could see some kind of, not an aura, but really like a, it was very manga in my head, but it was like 
I was retracted and then all these flows are coming and then I can start seeing like the vibration just grow until it's big enough that I expand, right? Like that was kind of the visualization for me. And yeah, and the word was peaceful and nurturing. Wow. So you saw the word as peaceful and nurturing. You had a sense of center of gravity in and sort of anchoring in your spine that was expanding through your torso and your arms. And you had this flavor of the zesty perrier which uh, <laughs> and these images of uh, these very manga-ish images of a purple skin and looking like an alien adult such a vivid experience so what do you make out of this exercise i think for me it's just a, a reminder of to be more bold to have more courage is what i feel it's to jump not be scared to jump Marilyn? Mine reminds me of my personal myth, my origin story, which some of our listeners are familiar with. But um, because I had a tough childhood, the myth I had about myself was that I was a, a warrior princess uh, sent from another place, um, that the earth was my training camp. And that's why everything was so hard, because they were training me for something. It wasn't that life was going to always be this hard. And therefore, I was in a difficult place, but controlled, like that my origin planet would never let something truly bad happen to me. It connects me to that myth, because it, to me, it's about always having turned adversity into nurturing. It's not hard. It's training. You know, I'm not afraid of the world outside. It's nurturing for whatever reason. I was born as a person who takes these things and transforms them into peacefulness and nurturing as opposed to chaos and, like, fear. How was it to slow down? You know, um, I haven't had a lot of that in a while. But yesterday I had a moment of that. Um, I finished a very long day, a very long week, a very long year, whatever, and and I just... For the first time in a really long time, I just, someone said, so are you okay? Do you need help? I was debriefing with Tala and with Roger, actually, who's a common friend. And they were like, tasks, tasks, tasks. And I'm like, what I need is to just sit with myself. And, and it was a very, again, very warm feeling because it was just like, it was the first time in a long time where sitting with myself was not about reparation. It's not like because I need to heal. It was I need to sit with myself to create And I hadn't had that in a long time. And I think today is some weird continuation of that in a, you know, beautifully coincidental way. That's huge. Like knowing your journey to get here for the last two years, like that's a lot. Yeah. I'm just going to cook. <laughs> How was it for you, Rhea, to slow down? I, I was opposite. It made me super uncomfortable. Really? Yeah, because I, 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 th I have a... An, a majorly big to-do list and a lot of things that are hanging based on my contribution and I feel like time is running out and so slowing down scares the shit out of me because I just feel like I need to do more yeah she's like a waste of time are there enough hours in the day yeah and there's a lot of things to think about in my brain like different projects different So it's very difficult to, to sort through that. And the only way I feel I can sort through that is to Be check things out. Yeah, done, 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 done. 
to that it's a it's funny it was very opposite like i feel like i need to go on a run <laughs> you need to go on a run mm-hmm. when did i become you and you become me freaky friday that's weird yeah Uh, well, that's a good segue to where I wanted to what I wanted to ask next, which is what did you learn about each other in today? It's a tough one. Um, I'm going to start with an emotion okay. as opposed to what I learned and maybe whatever that'll lead us somewhere. But I felt the need to protect you. So many of these things make you anxious. It, when I was listening to you talk about your your starting pause and they were both retractions but then yours was such a difficult environment whereas mine was like kumbaya i'm being nurtured by the planet whatever and again it's really funny because i i'm not kumbaya so so (laughs) that was interesting but um i just felt like but but the world is such a much better place than that and i need to help her see it like it was that contrast was really interesting and i felt like these these are triggers of yours that i'm familiar with right because we talk about them often and and having lived together for the past three and a half months i've also seen them in action and i and i always like i think the reason why this made me want to protect you and again i don't know what this means about what it made me discover i'll i'll see if it gets there but it's just like it made me feel like i needed to help you build something so that you could just go up a little and like see things from a different place in a lot of our past episodes whenever you've become defensive it's always ar- when we hit that same core and it just made me maybe discover how deep that core is for you like every time no matter what angle we attack it from there's a moment where you just shut down and maybe i had underestimated how hard that core was and with the visualization today it made me realize even more how difficult it must be for you every time we attack the core it's like it recoils you know it's like ah, you get electrified uh, and then you freeze and i don't know what to do with that but it just made me discover how big that is for you and i know you've said it of course you've like yeah i'm you know i'm talking about different people about this and in the episodes we talk about it too i just never realized how deep it is so maybe that's my realization so yeah how does it uh, feel to hear marilyn say we've been attacking that core from many angles of attack and it's only now that i realized how deep how difficult for you this experience must have been um on the one side it, it made me feel maybe i'm not communicating it in the right way no uh, i didn't mean that no but maybe just for me to like oh. to, to it's fine um so maybe having to to kind of use different words for the core you know ray we're standing in front of that core right now i know i can feel it mm. uh it makes me feel uncomfortable Because I don't like when people can see my core. Because <laughs> this is something you always tease me about. I'm very good at presenting things in a nice bubble way that, that makes it sound like, oh, this is fine. Whenever I do talk to people about what's going on, it's always wrapped in such a pristine wrapping so that they can digest it. And I don't know if it's a manipulative side of me that kind of like keeps people at bay. I don't know. It can be. It makes me feel more alone in a sense. 
if you feel exposed and alone. Mm. You feel exposed and alone that we're standing at the foot of your core? Yes. But I'm right there with you. I know you're right there with me, but it's, it, that it took this long for you to be right there with me. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's more about no, the understand. way I communicate it. But I'm right there. Now you're, see? Rhea, would you like us to stay on this or would you like to tell us what you learned about Marilyn? I would like to tell you what I learned about Marilyn. Shocking. <laughs> we can come back to it later. Okay. I don't think I learned anything. I think it reconfirmed some things. Oddly enough, it also made me want to protect you and keep you in this moment of release because the, the last year, you were unrecognizable in the sense where you were in such a dark place that you just weren't there. Mm. And you were so stressed. And I, I even remember like my first week here, You were on edge, on edge, defensive about everything. And so I feel like now it, it's back to a more zen you. I think a lot of people don't see your vulnerable side and your your core. And you don't show that to many people. Because it's funny that your image was like a pure baby that needs to be nurtured. And I think you don't show that to other people that you do need to be nurtured. Um, and so I just want to make sure that no one fucks with that. Don't fuck with her. <laughs> I'm sorry I was defensive. It's okay. You were going through a tough time. I was. So, Marilyn, what did you hear uh, Rhea learned about you? If you were to replay that. What I heard is that I can go between a lot of different versions of me. That these versions are different based on how hostile my environment is and that while I try to put on a good face and make sure that I am still me across those contexts, I'm more or less positive, pleasant, peaceful, zen. You use the word zen. Of course, I mean, <laughs> of course, based on how hostile my context is, but that this version of me feels like a going back to myself. It's a bit more restful and that I'm reconnecting and evolving who I am and no longer simply trying to fight fires and like address the climate that I'm in. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard. Yeah, and, and also not letting other people in. I am not letting other you people in. You are. Oh, because before you weren't. Before you were, it was... Yes, it was me against the world. It was you against the word, world and here I feel that in from what you've said is like, even the things where you're saying things are connecting and feeding to you. That's so true. I wonder if we did this exercise in February. Oh God, I would have left the room. If you would have said that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I would have left the so, room. So that's, that's nice to hear and, and, and I hope it continues. So you asked me, uh, at least one of the requests I had heard is to coach both of you and not each of you individually. So I'm going to try something now which is a very similar exercise. The only thing I will ask you is either while we're doing it, close your eyes or turn away from each other if you're not comfortable closing your eyes. So we're going to do the same exercise, but you're not going to think about a crush. You're going to think about each other. So Marilyn, you're going to think about Rhea and Rhea, you're going to think about Marilyn. And I want you to just bring her into your consciousness particularly the quality that you love most about her. You don't need to say it. 
try and stay still and silent and try to tune into the sensations that come with this quality, the sensations in you. What flavor does it have? What color does it have? Where do you locate that quality in your body? What emotions come to you when you bring it to the fore? And stay with that for a few seconds. And I will tell you when to move to the next step. Now, once you've located it, you have a good felt sense of that quality, try to magnify it, amplify it. Stay with it and see how and where it grows and expands. And without moving, if this was a gesture, if you were to embody that quality, imagine what that gesture would look like. And then if you were to slow down that gesture, slow it down as much as you can and freeze it, just pause just at the edge of doing this, making that gesture, just right as you are doing it, what would that look like? And if you can make that movement with your body, just at the edge of making that gesture. And just stay there for a little bit. And start to look at the world from that position. What does the world look like? Slow down any movement in time and magnify and expand any movement in space. Check in with yourself, see what's coming up for you in sensations and emotions, images. Then when you are ready, you can release the pause and you can tell us what the experience was for you. How did the word look like from that posture that you inhabited? And if you want to talk about the quality, you can. But what I'm interested in is how did the word look like? I'm going to do the whole thing because I think there's like interesting things all over. Oh, God. So the quality, I had to pick one, is both your intellectual and emotional acceptance. And the reason I picked it is because I can be, and everyone else, and it's not just Marilyn, Marilyn and all your other friends can be who they are with you, and they will not only be accepted, but they will be cherished for that. And that's why you have so many best friends. <laughs> the thing, the flavor was cotton candy. Beautiful, fluffy, big, happy. And also when you need it to be tiny and small and fit into your mouth, it does. And it gives you energy because it's sugar. And the pause that I had. So first it started up here, which is a very different place than where the other feeling started. It started here in my chest next to my heart. And the way it expanded is upwards. The first gesture was just me with a huge smile on my face. And then when you asked us to really imagine an actual like physical gesture beyond like how my emotions were coming up, to me it was, uh, you know that dumb picture that people take where they're all jumping? Um, and the moment just before it was like that moment of like when you're trying to really jump as high as you possibly can. But because the feeling that you give me or that this, that this gave me about you is I feel like I'm always ready to jump on something with you right? Like that we'll do it together. And first I jumped, then I realized that there were a few of us, then we were on a mountain somewhere and it was the picture and it was in my mind, like a picture was taken. It was like, 
but it was the beginning of of a hike or an exploration or an adventure and that's how that felt to me and that's how you were embodied in that gesture thank you uh, Mar marilyn how did the world look like for you green <laughs> green it looked green we were in the mountains there was lots of like green. trees and um and it looked like hey we were in again like we were like in a sunny spot but we were gonna go and start exploring uh together um and it, and we were like filled with excitement about what we were gonna talk about and discover and see on our walk together it's very funny you say that because mine is like this other side of that coin tell me it's the same coin maybe i'll tell you this and then we can have like a discussion about this stuff so the quality that i settled on for you was perseverance mm -hmm. and i actually felt it in my feet in your feet i felt it in my feet and i felt that we were on a racing track hmm. and the feeling was just like let's go no matter what and there are different obstacles and we're just like <laughs> ducking and jumping over them and tripping up and getting back up and just like keep going but it wasn't the hunger games mm. it was on a track where you had a lot of cheerleaders around mm. the posture i felt before was you know when you're like about to run, run a race like the marathon yeah. starting and right before they yeah. say go you know you look back and you have that <laughs> defiant look on your eyes like wait till you see what we're gonna do <laughs> so that was the feeling that i felt it was like we're about to go take on or you're about to go take on the the world and the world is ready for what you have to offer and there's this excitement of we don't know what's going to happen but something's going to happen <laughs> so and it's just and it's going to be difficult but it's going to be this beautiful marathon so it was like a defiance i love uh, that. a perseverant defiance i'm imagining the obstacles <laughs> <laughs> How did the world look like from that vantage point? A plate of opportunities mm. that you just got to run into and, and start grabbing and offering. Sounds nice. Um, is that a new outlook on the world? For me? Yeah. No, I've always... And I think it's funny because of the thing that you highlighted about me is that I always feel that there is opportunity a story to be told or something to be highlighted but for some reason lately i've just felt very overwhelmed by everything wonderful and um, how does it feel for you to hear a, a quality that's attributed to you described and embodied by the other makes me feel warm inside uh, and especially the quality that marinine highlighted it's uh, it's nice to hear it's something I hope for myself, and it's nice to hear that it's what's received by others. How about for you, Marilyn? What I love about your story, Rhea, is that actually you corrected yourself at the end, but truthfully, we were running that track together. And you, then you tried to make it about me, but we were doing it together. And Similar so to mine, is. by the way. I love that there are other people in this vision <laughs> that we're doing it together. Because I expressed mine first and then yours was additive and maybe the other exercises we did the other way around or whatever. I felt like it was interesting that there was so much balance. The way that I see that I see you, that you were embodied to me was this very like peaceful, sunny, wonderful afternoon where we're still enduring. Like we're going on a walk that's in the, mount in the forest, in the mountain somewhere. So it's not like 
We're also, sitting in I a restaurant. I would so take you on a hike. You would totally do that. But I think it was nice because that meant that when we're in your world, in my mind, it's a world where we don't have to perform except in discovering things together. And then I felt like in your world, when we're in mine, we can then take that, the stuff that we've learned somehow and then just use it to compete. Because also we both love to compete with one another, but also with the world, right? And the reason why, at first I was like, how is that the two sides of a coin? But I think that in, I, I don't think it's the coin that I would use, but I get it. It's just, I feel like in our, in our partnership or in our friendship, sometimes we're in your space and sometimes we're in mine. And they both work so well together somehow. So that's how that made me feel. It's like, it's so nice to then be say, Rhea, let's go to the forest for a bit. Like, I feel like now I have a language for that moment, you know? And then you can tell me, let's be on the racetrack this let's week. Let's go, let's be defiant. Yes. Um, it was interesting to me how both of you had uh, the presence of nature uh, is very, was uh, remarkable in both the images. I wonder if this tells us anything about having been confined for a long time <laughs> indoors. Okay, so we have a few minutes before uh, we get to a close. I am wondering what would be a nice close for you? What, uh, what would you have liked me to have asked that I didn't ask if there's anything else you want from me? What I think would be interesting would be your um, interpretation. And then I guess if you were to pick a theme for this, what would you pick? Yeah. And what would you have us do next week? And the theme for me would be maybe, I don't know if I want to be lyrical, like trying to contemplate the world from the present. Is it too long? Great. That's the title Not of the all. episode. Amazing. I don't have an interpretation, really. I enjoyed just experiencing this and I went with the flow. I had in mind to do something else, but a lot of those uh, things came as we were going. I found them fun. Um, so I'm, I feel grateful. Thank you. So the thing that I would have wanted to do in this session, which we didn't do, was something around listening. I, I've been, you know, teaching, facilitating listening for years and years. And I, for me, it's interesting because listening shows up pretty much everywhere as a basic skill that we don't learn or practice. The nicest and simplest listening technology that I've heard, that I've encountered, that I love, uh, is just to hear somebody and then restate exactly what the other person said, trying to match the words and the emotional content, and then checking with the other person. So the challenge that I have for you is to hold a series of conversations about important topics that have, you know, where there is something at stake for you, and to hold that conversation uh, with the listening uh, technique or, or technology. I've done that before. I've uh, never done that before. It's cool. lovely. I mean, the theory is that you can only hear others as yourself. Yeah. And that I'll probably overstate things that sound important to me, but were not mm -hmm. necessarily important to you. And then you can correct me. If you find yourself going into theorizing, just bring yourself just to the thing of trying to what listen. What do you mean? I love in. frameworks. Alas. <laughs> All right, we shall. Restating and then checking and see where the conversation takes you. The key is that the thing that you're talking about has stake for you. It's not a, you know, that is, it's not a random, you know, how's the weather. I mean, you can do it with the weather. It will be less fun. <laughs>
It's well, sunny. I'm hearing that you're saying that there's sun outside. <laughs> Let's do that. I love it. That's a good I challenge. I like it. It's scary. All right. I like it. On this note, take us. Shall we wrap up? Wrap up. Thank you for listening, everyone. This was an episode of a lot of firsts. First male guest. First episode where we don't know what we're talking about. First time we don't come prepared. First time we try to be in the present as opposed to the past or the future. Um, first time we have an exercise during the yes, episode. First time. That's very true. So thank you, Ayub, for an episode of firsts. Uh, we have a lot to learn uh, from this. This was Who Run the World. My name's Marilyn. My name is Raya. And if you enjoyed it and felt like we helped you be in the present, share your stories with us if you can. Uh, you can follow us on um, Who Run the World Pod on Instagram. You can email us on say hi at whorunthworldpodcast.com. As always, we would be very grateful if you could leave a rating for us on Apple Podcasts. And in addition to Apple Podcasts, you can listen to this show on Deezer, Spotify, and Rami, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we hope you are inhabiting your present fully. Thanks, everybody. 